Yeah, man. It's been a while. Has it been a while? Yeah, we're we're actually late on this one. This is actually being recorded the day before release. You're editing, right? Yeah. Oh, good. (laughs) We're a team. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. (laughs) But, yeah. I edited last week with the fucking warning in it and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I thought, did I say something wrong? (laughs) Jesus Christ, it was like a bomb shelter, (laughs) the Blitz klaxon warning. Yeah, I was trying to think of a good way to do a trigger warning without saying trigger warning. I was just like, well, just air raid sirens. Air raid sirens are cool. And yeah. then I got stuck in a YouTube loop looking at how air raid sirens work. <laughs> I'm build my own. And it's an it. engine that spins a big thing around. Yeah. And because the thing's in a tube, it makes a really loud sound. I, when I think of alarms and stuff, I just think of speakers. It's like, right, oh, it's right, just right. a really loud speaker, but not like a big mechanical thing. Yeah, well, there was, a, there was like, what, like a, they had like a, a dynamo, not a dynamo. There's like a stick that came out that you had to kind of pedal around. Yeah. And that made that kind of weird noise and stuff. Yeah. Like <laughs> like, <laughs> Great. I want one. <laughs> yeah. Just instead of a snooze on my phone. Just, <laughs> wake you up in the morning. Yeah. Good. Okay. I, got, uh, I got humbled. Did you? Oh, sweet. Yeah. I got rejected by Jeremy Kyle. Oh, yeah. what were you going on for? That was a couple of friends and I were uh, going for a, to be in the audience. Um, and they've got a weird ticketing system. Right. So, like, we got tickets, but we just weren't allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you went you went all the way there. and yeah, then yeah. Day so, off work. It's fine. I kept caught up with it. You just that. hang out in Manchester, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. We, just went, oh, we went to the Christmas markets. But because I wasn't with you, it was okay. <laughs> was with people who who aren't who aren't Steve so you were still with a couple though yeah. right yeah yeah but they you know they, they were more modern i guess <laughs> you're old fashioned steve the, the thing is it's really weird to describe my hatred but it's just like you'll see something and there'll just be this little like oh wouldn't that be nice and that that kills yeah, me yeah but inside. a christmas market that's normally a sausage or something yeah what's wrong with that what what a sausage is christmasy I don't care. There's people saying just gin. want to eat it. I'm not there because it's Christmas. I'm I there because it's on. I saw a, a gin store. I asked for you if they had cucumber gin. <laughs> they didn't have cucumber gin. I'm sorry. There's no such thing. You put cucumber in what? gin, but I don't think there is actual gin made be. of cucumber. Maybe there is like infused or some like shit. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. They had weird gin, so I thought maybe they'll have cucumber gin. Yeah. No. No. So nothing for Steve. Oh, no. And the amount of people who didn't have websites. I know it's a Christmas market stall and everything. Like, you wouldn't go to a fruit and veg store and be like, where's your website? <laughs> no, I suppose. <laughs> but there was a guy um, selling... Applesandpears.com. Um, selling, like, really, really specific items. Like, even some, like, LARP stuff. So I was like, oh, oh really? you know, have you got a website? Yeah, like, you know, mugs and oh, stuff right. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Furs sure and stuff mean. like that. Yeah. So, like, oh, you know, they always do furs and little like, wooden no. ornaments. Yeah. Oh, well, do you deliver? I'll give you money now. No. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to carry around a moose head. <laughs> Just, you know, from the Christmas market. I think I'll be fine. The thing is, the 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 stuff they sell on those markets. I think even the people selling it are like, "Why are you buying this shit?" Mm-hmm. Like it, it's. They must make a murder on stuff like mold wine and food, but I guess there's so many stuff really like. Do you want like, a six foot Santa statue? Yeah. Like some people do, not really. But do you want to carry it around Manchester? Do you, yeah. <laughs> do you want to buy a figurine of a small Dutch person wearing clogs? By the way, you're not in Amsterdam. This is Manchester. This, so this doesn't even count as a fucking... What does it call when you buy a gift from a foreign country? Like a know. 
an tax. Ha- not an heirloom, a fucking, yeah. I don't know. It's a Tamagotchi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> souvenir. <you> souvenir, <laughs> yeah. It didn't even count as a souvenir because it's a souvenir of England. A souvenir <laughs> of a Dutch guy in England. But yeah, I just didn't want to carry stuff around. And I, I was willing to, I think I was willing to spend about two, was it, there were some good idea for Christmas presents. I was like, I, yeah. could spend like, I, could, I would have spent like 200 quid if what, they delivered. One thing? No, I could oh, in, say about three things, like expensive Jesus. items, but I was like, yeah. oh, that's pretty good, pretty worth it, whatever, yeah. but no. But yeah, rejected from Jeremy Kyle. Jesus. We're going to go, it was a Christmas special, and I think when they sent that out into the ether, just like Everybody so went many people came. So like you could t- well one I was surprised at how much they treat the audience members like animals the same way that they treat their guests <laughs> yeah he was meant to start at two two thirty it got delayed by half an hour and a small little girl came out and said sorry guys we've had to delay it by th- by half an hour it's all kicked off in the studio um, the the woman got punched in the face but don't worry I'm sure it'll happen again <laughs> once you're in. <laughs> Just like, don't worry, you know, she's being punched, all this horrible yeah. stuff's happening, but don't worry, once you're in there, we'll, we'll, we'll leg them on, they'll probably do it again. Like a, <laughs> like a lion enclosure. Jesus Christ. Oh. I fucking, I, I, I find it weird that you'd even go to that. Oh, it's just a laugh. Like I said, if I don't do anything, Steve, I don't do anything. <laughs> I like, I like to pretend I have a social life sometimes. So you like to go to the middle of Manchester and then be told that you can't do anything. <laughs> Is like, it's Salford? Um, it's like the stu- yeah, studio. Yeah, Keys or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so you ended or up there Manchester. and then yeah, it's just went into the middle of Manchester. Manchester. Yeah. Went out for a meal and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, I did, <laughs> this is the other thing, I think. I, I, well, this is me trying to remember the epiphany that I had about a week or two ago. Right. About doing stuff that you don't like. Because, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I think... It, one, if you only do things that you like, you'll never learn anything. And two... How you have to be incredibly clairvoyant to know what you're going to dislike in the future. Right. So like going to see Thor, right? Yeah. I yeah. didn't like it in hindsight, but I liked the other Thor films. Thought it could be a good film to go watch. Right. But if I just went, well, I'm not going to see any film with a brunette in it, I'd yeah. be like, because I just don't like them. You know, it's like, well, it's not going to work. No. So yeah. I, Plus I, that's just a, a, a gateway to racism. <laughs> Bloody brunettes coming over here, killing Thor. Or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I find enjoyment in experiencing new things and trying stuff out. And uh, you, you learn things from things that you don't like. That's the thing. I think that's the epiphany that I had. Yeah. I've learned more by watching comedies that I didn't like than by watching comedies that I do like. Yeah, because comedies I do like, I enjoy. Like, oh, that was really well done. And there'll be things that I would learn, but watching someone you don't like is like, oh, the, oh I would have done it this way. I would have done it that way. Or you got a whole other thing running in your head, and yeah. more interesting to, I think to experience. You, you're just kind of more sort of mentally active. Like you don't learn anything yeah. from being from being right. Is it, like is always the thing. Like yeah. you, you only ever learn from being wrong. And like, and I think it, it works the same creatively as well. Like you never. You are most creative when you're miserable. <laughs> like if that makes any yeah. sense. Like Morrissey. I think because just because you've got you, you that you've got much more kind of on your sleeve off the cuff to write about in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Like it's much easier to kind of access things, I guess. Well I think just I don't know whether it's brain damage or if it's just like the amount that I stopped listening to people that I don't like. But if I'm re- I, I can't remember what I mentioned this. <laughs> All right, before. so what I was saying was- <laughs> <laughs> But like um you know when you read a book like no, you, no. <laughs> when you used to read a book, like yeah. you'd have that running, am, the running film in your head as you're reading. Yeah, it. You're not yeah. reading the words. You have you this little s- film role yeah. reading in your head. I get that with everything. 
<laughs> so if I'm watching a stand-up comedian, yeah, I'm listening to what they're saying. Oh, and you're visualising and, and I'm also, it. But I'm yeah. also visualising what they're saying, and I'm also vis- adding to the image in my head. Like a cartoon reel, I'd add like, oh, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if this happened and this happened and this happened? Yeah. So I do it out of context of like reading and listening as well. Just like, yeah. like walking down the street, driving my car. Wouldn't it be funny if I meet you here? Like, oh, <laughs> look at that weird person. And this looks constant cartoon running in my head. So even if I'm watching something that I don't, that didn't predict I'd enjoy, I just, I'm enjoying my interpretation of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making my own film up here. So you yeah. do what you want. I, I, to be I'll fair, like, both. there are things in the past, like, we end up, like, quoting TV shows and, like, all kinds of shit. Yeah. Like, a lot. And there are things that you've brought up that I, when I saw it, I, it just went completely <laughs> over my head. Oh, I, I missed, or I didn't find it funny. And then, put through your lens, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, it's not even a conscious thing. It's just I could feel myself running, running a little mini film in my head. So I don't know whether that's the, also the other thing. Is like people are trapped within their own, this is what I'm watching and this is what I'm watching in my head as well. Like, yeah. I'm watching this, but I'm also doing this. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't like that, I'll just switch channels. Chill over here for a bit and see what goes on. But yes, right. So, weird news week. It's been um, a bit slow. And it's been it was, like a week and a half. It seems yeah. like everyone's gone quiet, been like, who's going to touch someone next? <laughs> Shh. Well, there's this one guy, uh, an artist, who has been um, officially asked to stop displaying giant horses on roundabouts. Why? Um, because it can cause accidents. <laughs> Imagine you driving, little film in your head, not really paying attention, right. paying enough attention to drive, and then you see a giant horse of war. All right, because ordinarily, you'll drive straight through the roundabout. No, but you might be like, What's that giant horse? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, oh, I was expecting to see. It hasn't been there for years. He puts it there at three in the morning. <laughs> and then you're just driving around and then, what the fuck? And then you're just dist- distracted and then All right, okay. everything went. So there, I, I believe there's a legitimate so put there concern. At weird times. But I love his, his fight because he keeps on doing it. <laughs> so how do they um, know it's him? Well, he, he says <laughs> just, just, <laughs> he makes he makes these things. All oh, right, so they're like sculptures or something that he's yeah. They're put ten together. feet war horses, ten feet tall. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, they're giant war horses. Big, they're pretty big. It's not like a yeah. yeah. <laughs> big horse. Norfolk County Council said it was an obstruction. It's not his roundabout. I mean, at the end of the day, no, it's true. Um, and it's not allowed on highway land. Is um, it littering technically? Yeah, I guess it's like <laughs> it's fly and it? an assault on Troy. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's flight because otherwise someone else could come along with a bag of trash and be like, why don't you appreciate my art? <laughs> this is mine. I spent years on it. <laughs> yeah. Mr. O'Connor, the artist, um, hit back at the Jobsworths. <laughs> pretty venomous <laughs> towards these people. And said drivers rarely crash into Nelson's Column or the Arc de Triomphe and they're on roundabouts. Yeah, but your horse doesn't have planning permission. <laughs> <laughs> your horse has been there for an hour. <laughs> They've been there for years. And yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that Nelson's Column's on a roundabout. Yeah. Like, and I imagine it's Kind of up. is, but it's pretty far away from the roundabout. I'm imagining this is like a really mini ra- small roundabout. <laughs> just a mini <laughs> roundabout. <laughs> They're just painted on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The artist um, from Norfolk said that his, uh, they said the roundabouts are a great stage for his work. He said the wheels of his horse, he said he wheels his horse, which is made from steel, wood and reeds to various roundabouts. 
What's he takes him on tour? Yeah. <laughs> At three in the morning, where they where he looks wonderful under the stars. What? All right. The council warned Mr. O'Connor he could be liable for any claim for civil damages or for loss or personal injury should his horse be deemed to have caused an accident. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that the horse directly wasn't the cause of the accident. It's like a bickering couple in a car, arguing all the way, and then the, the passenger driver's like, have you seen that giant horse? Like, it's always a fucking giant horse with you. There's no giant horse on the road. There's one more thing, and you're just like your mother. <laughs> no, it was a giant horse. Uh, he described the council officer who's accusing him as a job's worth and said the email was daft. Um, he also accused the council of hypocritical twaddle and questioned whether <laughs> advertising space sold by the council on its roundabouts was also a distraction. A three-foot-tall banner. <laughs> yeah. What? Giant horse. <laughs> <I've heard them>. <laughs> <laughs> no one's worried about the banner like it's going to retaliate yeah. if you put your lights on it's too more, fast or something. It's more expected to see an advertisement on a roundabout than a horse. Yeah. A giant horse made of steel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he said he's not trying to sell the horses, he's trying to display them to commemorate the millions of horses lost in wars. Why not just put By them... shoving them into traffic. <laughs> Why not just put them in your, in your front garden, like those mental old women with all those garden ornaments? <laughs> Gnomes. <laughs> Trojan horse. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> put my own twist on it. I mean, it's, a, it's just a statue, isn't it? You yeah. can't just build a statue and you can't just, just shove it where you force want. it upon someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'd be t- anything would be moved. Like it doesn't matter if yeah. it's a massive horse or a fucking mannequin or like whatever. It just it it shouldn't be there. Yeah, if you bought a monster truck, you can't just park it on a roundabout and say, "Well, there's no parking spaces for it, so I'm just going to put it here." Yeah, to commemorate yeah. all the monster trucks that were lost <laughs> in the wars. Yeah, there's no double yellows. It's, it's <laughs> fine. This is all fine. Uh, did you hear about Greg's? They've been plastered oh, all over the place. One, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've apologised for swapping Jesus for a sausage roll <laughs> on an advent calendar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out why um, the need to apologise. Because you've got, I guess there's, it depends how you interpret it, isn't it? I mean, one, it's not the baby Jesus, it's a sausage roll. And it's a nativity scene, which is Jesus's thing. That's all about Jesus. You can't just replace him with a sausage roll. But he's also a Jew. Or Jesus should I say Jewish? Everywhere, so. He's everywhere, but he's Jewish. Right. And he's, you know, he wasn't murdered in the Passover. So somewhat but that was offensive to represent him as a, as a pork circumcised product. sausage. A circumcised sausage? He's <laughs> <laughs> got, no, got no skin. Well, they, you, 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 what? <laughs> it's just sausage meat. You've got then. some weird circumcision practices <laughs> happening up in the... <laughs> just remove his skin. <laughs> All Jews have no skin. Does it remove the skin? Circumcision is exponentially more cruel in the north. <laughs> skin your feet. <laughs> skin up. your children. Skin your babies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know whether because it, it was a pork product. I don't know if that was an issue. But I get the impression that it's not because <laughs> if they replaced him with a banana, I think they'd still be like, you know. yeah. What's going like, on? What's with this Afro-Caribbean Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's just, that's the nativity scene that belongs to the to Christ. So no one can make fun of it around nativity time. It was for an advent calendar for Greg's. So like, yeah, 
Yeah, in like, were like vouchers like, for Greg's. Behind every door, like there's a voucher for you to go to Greg's and buy a pasty or whatever. Yeah. Which is not really an advent calendar, in my opinion. It's like, because you can just go to the shop and buy chocolate every day yeah. if you want. Yeah. This is like, yeah. it's in your house and you have to do a little bit of cardio to get it. <laughs> Plus, it's like every day is the same thing. Like, at least with a chocolate one, you get a different shape of chocolate. Maybe well, a this one was picture. the baby Jesus. I mean, what more do you want? Well, yeah, but is Next it... one's going to be one of the Fonz. different different characters of culture maybe that's where the offence comes in Jesus is not a cultural character Jesus is a religious icon (laughs) so it's the funds there's people saying um, I'm glad that the Christians kicked off and Greg's apologised yeah no other religion would stand for that kind of nonsense (laughs) it's a sausage roll (laughs) as far as nonsense goes I don't see that as too incredible no like, it's just, like, if they crucified a sausage roll, I don't think the world would change. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess. It, but is it derogatory, I guess? Because the only way you could interpret it as being derogatory is if, you comp- is if you're comparing Jesus to a sausage roll. Like, or the, 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 all the people who believed in Jesus actually believed in a sausage roll. Well, I guess. But it seems like that's a, there's a few steps in there. But the thing yeah. is, they... You can't be all liberal and say that, like, Muslims shouldn't kick off about drawing a cartoon of Muhammad if you're then going to kick off about Jesus being a sausage roll. Like, mm. that's, that's like, as far as, like, being on the level of taking the piss, those are both one and the same. And if you're exercising so this, a certain yeah, so, freedom... So this person's then, saying that it's good that Christians kicked off because other religions would have kicked off. It's surprisingly yeah, it's, anti-Christian, but that's because the thing, it's, though. Like, um, it should be you shouldn't kick off. It's, that's that's just it. It's not, to not a good thing that other religions would. You kick should off. turn the other face or whatever he said. Yeah, turn the other sausage. Yeah, no, well, yeah, something about turn the other cheek. Yeah, no, was that him? I don't know. Yeah, it was something about like you know not reacting one of those, to something. One of those famous Jesus quotes. Yeah, good old jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Greg's has apologised, saying it oh, hadn't planned boo. to upset anyone. Said we're really sorry, really sorry to have caused any offence. This was never our intention. Jesus, of course, it's a sausage. It was very cold in the stable, and the sausage roll had the extra warmth, and we thought that was very disrespectful. Um, the, the UK Evangelical Alliance says that Jesus is what should be the focus of Christmas celebrations, not Advent yeah. calendars marketing to, sauce, to sell sausage rolls. So, so I, to be fair... Jesus, like, you're, just tr- you're trying to sell Jesus, as in the product Jesus, as in Jesus statues, Jesus books, all money going towards the church, I'm assuming. Yeah. So all, this, all, all the UK Evangelical Alliance is saying is the profit should be going to the church and not to a bakery. Yeah. It's, it's just Christians bitching about, like... The, um, people trying to do the same thing to them as they did to fucking pagans. Because mm. they came along and were just like, no, it's our holiday. Jesus was born now, so it's all it's all about Christians. He's not a sausage roll. He's not a sausage roll. <laughs> so like, they completely fucking wiped out paganism. And they did it with all pagan holidays as well. Like throughout the year, pretty much every pagan holiday is now a Christian holiday and it's called by something else. And it's same same is with it? fucking Easter and everything. Everybody um, fucked everybody. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, it's, it's just, just you draw the it. line at sausage roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now we're ushering in the era of Greg's. 
three Easter wise men becomes... with enough change in their pocket yeah. went for a meal deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easter's all about pasties. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Christmas is sausage rolls, which makes sense. Pigs in blankets. I guess. Yeah, I think I had a sausage roll with cranberry in it around Christmas at once. That's good. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Christmassy. Christmas festive. Cran- cranberry is Christmassy, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it, I think it's only Christmassy because it goes with turkey. And for some reason, people only eat turkey at Christmas. Or in November, if you're yeah. American. Or if another ah, time yeah. in Canada. Yeah. Whichever, whichever the one. You ones. see the turkeys that get pardoned? Yeah, by the in president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every year, he pardons like two turkeys and be was like, it, no, carry this... on. You can go die of old age while all your friends are killed. Like, <laughs> and at the, this year, they're both in Trump Tower. They're both in like five star suites. <laughs> well, you can't say he didn't have any good policies. I mean, <laughs> no, look, we, after... we, we need to give these turkeys a massage. Yeah, but just these two. <laughs> yeah, all the rest, kill them. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. The UK Evangelical Alliance. So... <laughs> I just realised that's UKIA instead of IKEA. Oh, Should be the International K event. That doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, IKEA. <laughs> Evangelical to the core. Um, you know, Zimbabwe. It's Christmassy. Very, yeah. It's... Yeah. It's, 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 I've Z got this is bit. close to X. Xmas. Yeah. I mean, they something like they denounced their ruler and the ruler was like, no. Mugabe. Yeah. Yeah. And like, then today he was to... like, I'm going to resign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, before they impeached. Despite what everyone says. Yeah. I'm just not, not doing it because they told me to. Yeah, I'm doing it because I want to. <clears throat> I'm 93. I've been ruling for, like, yes, yes. No, I want to go. I want a holiday. <laughs> I want to go in a stable with a sausage yeah. roll. <laughs> I want to go somewhere. Bring in the new Messiah. I want to go somewhere cold and miserable. Yeah. Well, um, there's a couple of uh, Olympic sports in Zimbabwe. One of them is <laughs> ugliness. Um, <laughs> the winner of Zimbabwe's fourth annual Mister Ugly contest has been crowned, upsetting supporters of the crowd's favourite and prompting a riot. <laughs> Which um, one? They did state that they made this Mr. Ugly contest to remove the stigma by having people compete for the glory of being the ugliest oh, in the country. Like, of, like, beauty pageants. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, judges picked 42-year-old Milton Sear, citing his numerous missing front teeth and a wide range of grotesque facial expressions <laughs> over William Masvinu, the title holder since 2012. Ooh, that's a close race. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Masvenu and his supporters mobbed the judges upon hearing their decision at the end of Saturday's contest, claiming Mr. Sear was too handsome to win, and his ugliness was not natural since it was based on missing teeth. I am naturally ugly. He's not. He is <laughs> ugly only when he opens his mouth, gesturing at his rival. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he's got a point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you know, yeah, you can, you're only ugly if you open your mouth? Well, then, I mean, can't you deserve gold? I mean... <laughs> Mr. Sear dismissed the critics as sore losers as he pocketed the $500 winnings. They should just accept that I'm uglier than them, he said. I hope to get a TV contract. I already moved around schools performing and showcasing my ugliness. So this is a chance to make it on TV. I'm going to Hollywood. And now the ugliest man in Zimbabwe. (laughs) Singing Lady in Red. (laughs) (laughs) You think he's ugly now? Wait till he opens his mouth. (laughs) 
Mas Venu, the guy who didn't win, thought he was so ugly that he didn't need to try hard. And that cost him the crown. Try? How do you try <laughs> to be ugly? Well, I think you have to like pull facial expressions. Uh, and, like, these... Maybe. And he was like, I'm, I'm clearly the ugliest. I'm just going to win. <laughs> Classic tortoise and the hare <laughs> situation. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Uh, <laughs> so this is Barbway. While we're around there, um, Australia. No, I can't oh, do... Oh, is that near Zimbabwe? <laughs> it's nearer. I mean... It's nearer than us, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, probably. Um, I can't do an Australian accent, but I'll give it a go. Um, one very quick one. Australian scientists have discovered a grass that tastes like salt and vinegar crisps. Oh. Someone licked their hand at some point and tasted that flavour. <laughs> Biologist Matthew Barrett told ABC Northwest. <laughs> so it's all going down. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's... <laughs> Does this taste like salt and vinegar crisps to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just Have we gross. got anything else to write about today? No, no, no. All right, well, let's put it on the news. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one um, in Australia. An independent MP called Bob Catter, who has been a long-standing opponent of same-sex marriage, appeared to be softening his stance following the country's referendum last week. Yeah, recently, I think, Australia legalised uh, same-sex marriage. Yeah. The yeah. MP said, I mean... You know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. Let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned. But I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in northern Queensland. (laughs) (laughs) And people were like, what? (laughs) What's going on? He can't, he's not spending any time on same-sex marriage because every three months, one person is torn to pieces by a crocodile. We need to solve this croc problem. <laughs> Fuck the guys. <laughs> What's the point in legalising it if they're all going to get eaten by crocs every three months? <laughs> it's just that classic, just old person, just like, oh, what? Like, yeah. you're obviously, your main train of thought is somewhere yeah. else. If you don't let them get married, they don't have to suffer the grief (laughs) of crocodile (laughs) crocodile death. (laughs) All these people marrying crocodiles. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Catter's district was one of 17 to vote against legalising same-sex marriage. One of 17 districts voted against it and all the rest voted for it, I guess. Mm. And uh, some people are more focused on crocodiles, which I guess must happen from time to time. You must be like, this is what we're fighting for, as in, you know, less crocodile death. And then someone's like, yeah, but can you take more sugar out of bananas? Well, yeah, yeah, okay, but you know, there's crocodile deaths. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, sure, you would deal with this, but just, you know, crocodiles. That's that's what I love. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Next article sounds like I'm just being cruel. Um, But... I just like that it reminds us that times don't change that often. Because like, if you look at like, people comparing themselves to 100 years ago or 300 years ago, like medieval times, they go like, oh, you know, we've come so far. And I think, like, yeah, we definitely have. But people, people are still the same. People yeah. still make stupid mistakes. A 23-year-old man died after becoming trapped in a recycling machine. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, it's a tragedy. It's, it's a yeah. tragedy. But like... You would have thought we've come so far with me, like, anymore, don't fall like... into a recycling machine. Yeah. Um, the employee is understood to become stuck inside the industrial machine, which crushes recycling into oh, bales Christ. to be sent out about 4pm last Thursday. So it's just like a big block of metal in a foot. Yeah, it's like the Star Wars like... Crusher. 
just yeah yeah just completely wrecked oh. and you go well we've come so far there must have been a supervisor and there must have been a camera pointing at it there must yeah. be safety precautions like i like the same like, on automatic doors if they're closing and you add a, a certain amount of resistance they stop closing and they open again yeah you would have thought that something similar might have been invented for crushers well, how do you do that with a crusher, though? Well, I don't know. Have an audio thing. If you hear someone say, please stop, or screaming. <laughs> or, like, you know, a sensor of, like, something yeah. falling through once you've started the process. Waving your arms. Yeah, or just someone watching it, yeah. watching what's going on. I guess there aren't a lot of people who are willing to kind of test that machinery. <laughs> uh, a spokesman for Devon and Cornwall Police said police and emergency services were called um, to the hygiene services on Cardrew Way, Why? Red Roof. Yeah, uh, with reports like, of a man trapped in the I machinery. Mean, like, you've got to get rid of it and whatever, but Jesus, like, yeah. it's not like you can put it... He is incompatible with life. <laughs> he is a cube. <laughs> uh, a t- the 23-year-old local man was declared deceased at the scene. He hasn't been formally identified, but next of kin have been informed. So formal identification is yet to have taken place. But next right. of kin have been informed. So, so his probably, face is inside Someone the cube was working somewhere. there. Yeah, who was working that shift? Who yeah. isn't here now? Yeah. <laughs> we'll call his mum. <laughs> uh, police remain at the scene as part of their inquiries, assuming someone's going to steal him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he weighs a ton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all hope he's gone to a better place. We just hope that better place isn't parts for a tumble dryer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not inside an old 91 Metro. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a tragedy, but I think it's just interest. It's important to know that people are still people, and we're all stupid. We're not all high and mighty, incredible people. I guess it counts as like he maybe- was powerless. I'll give that to him. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in a crusher, right, and it's crushing you, then you're powerless. If you're in a machine that is designed to crush you into a cube, and there's nothing you can do, and there's no one who can help, there's nothing. There's not much mental barriers you can go through to get out of that situation. That's why. That's probably the thing that's the back of my head. <laughs> Something was pulling me to that. Uh, um, in Germany, a giant concrete swastika has been found underneath a football field. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Nazi monolith was found buried beneath a sports field in Hamburg. Um, apparently it was there as like the base of a statue. And the statue was torn down and they just built over the swastika. But they, um, the city officials of Hamburg said they want the swastika gone as quickly as possible. But because it's so heavy, they can't just take it away. So they're going to destroy it with jackhammers. Yeah, just cr- yeah. crush it. Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they do that to it's begin with? Well, they just, well, just put some grass on. It was the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone was preserving it. Maybe, you know, rations. It was a poor time back then. Rationing the swastika. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, they want as many jackhammers or labour, I guess, to yeah. destroy a Nazi memorabilia. We'll just put yeah. a park on it. It'd just, it'd just be blokes with pickaxes, wouldn't it? Yeah. If you can wage an entire war, you can destroy a bit of concrete. Well, it costs resources, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's just blokes with pickaxes, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe there's no well blokes done. Left. The war, You won the war. Well done. <laughs> now get to fucking work. Okay? Start smashing up that swastika. But they didn't win. No, but you know, the, the winners <laughs> remained there, right? The oh, losers okay. were, like, executed and removed, like... If you hear of a Nazi walking around, they're being hunted down. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not like, we're the Nazis, we lost, good game. <laughs> 15 love and all that. Uh, remember the football game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember the Giants was to... <laughs> No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
um, elsewhere. We're going all around the world today. A mother in Japan. Now this, now this is dark, right? The rest have been quite light. We've been quite light for a while, apart Tell from the, the air raid siren. Yeah, a mother in Japan has confessed to putting her four newborn babies into buckets filled with concrete, saying she could not afford to raise them. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty brutal. Jesus. Right. One, it's a pretty intense. I feel like there's some planning going into getting buckets because it's wet concrete, and then you put a baby in it, and then you wait for it to dry. Ugh. Um, human remains were found in four buckets at her flat the following day. She uh, gave birth to them in 92, between 92 and 97. She admitted to putting the babies in concrete, police said, but it's not yet known how they died. Like, whether... which My reaction was like, well, probably from the concrete. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you find they've got They didn't, like, whittle away a little apartment inside a bucket. And just, (laughs) like, oh, they got food poisoning. Yeah, just waiting for someone to let them out. Yeah, I think they were trying to figure out whether she she still born them. Mm. And, like, she buried them in a bucket. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, she, they were born and healthy and happy and then just drowned them in a bucket. <laughs> Which is kind of similar to, I think it was last week, about a, a, an escort who shot a man in the head because she didn't quite know how to tell him yeah. he wasn't good at sex. Yeah. Like, I don't think I can afford this baby, but I can afford a bucket. And, and some, some sand. Concrete. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 Mortar. A, a tumble dryer. Yeah. <laughs> Which was and made from the stick. remnants of a 23-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. I mean, that's, a, that's one, that's a weird way to go, drowning in concrete. Yeah. Um, but it's a weird way for your, hi, I'm your mum, your name is David, and now you're going to die. But I don't know how intense she went with it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a psychopath that I can't quite get my head into. But anyone can get to that place. <laughs> like, you get normal people who, like, have children, like, go through postnatal depression and attempt to murder their children. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a normal thing. Yeah. But anyone can get there, but, yeah. The really weird intense. one is when you have, like, you, you have the cases where they already have kids and they still love the kids they've got, but they just hate the new one. Yeah. And it's like... I, they just have no love for... Yeah, for yeah. Child. And it's, it, it is, like, it's not like, oh, this is a horrible person. Like, it's a clinical issue. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not... But, yeah, it's, it, it, it is weird to just have, like, yeah, 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 no. Like, complete <laughs> oh, disconnect. You ruin the party. <laughs> complete disconnect past this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like people saying, like, um, uh, everyone loves their children equally. It's, like, ah, it's probably not true. You probably have a baseline, <laughs> you know, you probably have a base. You all, you love each of your children a minimum amount. I think, you. but then but. you're trying to define love. I think saying, like... Everyone loves their children equally is not the same as saying everyone's as equally proud of each of their children. Yeah. I think it's quite possible that you could be prouder of one than the other. Even but, if you love them both and you wouldn't sacrifice If there was a, a situation of like you had two kids and they were both in a room and mm. you had to choose one to live or die. And Sophie's choice. How easy would that decision be? That, is that Sophie's choice? Yeah. Jesus, I thought it was like a little girl not wanting to have one doll or the other. No. I didn't realize it was like a death. No, Sophie's <laughs> choice. I thought it was a. I, I've never seen the film, but it's yeah. it's a it's, it's a woman in like Nazi era, and, she, and the oh, Nazis right. are like, "We're going to kill one of your kids. You got to pick which one you want to live." Oh, fair play. Yeah, so yeah, and she and she probably chose one. Yeah, well, I, or she chose. I, I didn't see it, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing: is the assumption is you would always choose yourself, and you go, "Yeah, but if that was an option." <laughs> you'd have there would be some kind of thinking in your mind it's a horrific situation yeah but uh yeah 
you get the you, when you when you see people around other people, you get to sense that like oh, these people are closer than those people. That's what that's how it goes. So yeah. I imagine the same as with kids. Don't have any kids. Ah, but then again, if I got a dog, another second dog, I don't, I don't think I would love more one more than the other. But I'm no. I'm a better person than <laughs> most parents. <laughs> Uh, just to reference last week as well briefly uh, the the key thing for me was the powerless the idea of being powerless right. that's just the thing that I just can't get on with because either <laughs> people are, are capable of great things or some people aren't Yeah, and just pick one please <laughs> like there are some people who would walk into a McDonald's and be powerless to not order a burger <laughs> so then McDonald's brought out a salad yeah Right, because somebody had was powerless to the burger. Right, they said, "Well, if I if you gave me a salad, maybe I'd have some power, some some willpower." Yeah, like okay, then here's a salad, and then there's still people eating at McDonald's and yeah. people walking in there and powerless to do anything. Right, so it's a semantic thing. Well, no, it's just it's, if you believe that in there in certain unless you're stuck in a recycling compactor. Mm. Um, certain situations where you're powerless, <laughs> I'd be like, you, no, yeah. you can be able to make choices. I think it's nuances. I, I, I think, like, we're, like we're very different people in the way that we'd, we'd react thing, like mm. purely based on biological impulse, Im- impulse. As far as fight or flight goes, you're very much fight. I'm mm. very much flight, and there's nothing I can really do to counteract yeah. that. I can, I can try through sheer force of will, but 99 percent of the times, I will probably run away from a dangerous situation. Yeah, because that's just. But that's, that's just how I am biologically. But that is a choice that you've made. Whether it's a quick snap decision choice, an instinctive choice. What I mean by that is you're not powerless if you're running away. You running away is a powerful thing to do. Well, yeah, that's... It's not you stood there frozen and didn't do anything for hours on end. But in a certain situation, that would be the flight response. To freeze? To Yeah, like a fucking possum. Mm. I'd see that as a third branch. Like, you've got fight, flight, and nothing. Possum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it, it's the, the, the reason that this kind of, that kind of flagged um, a, a big red flag for me was because um, as more and more things become... It's this, this, this is how I was perceiving it. This is how I'm analyzing it in behind. Because people say, like, the way things are going, we're going to end up with X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I've just seen it more and more people are just saying that they have no choice in anything. They've got no choice of, if I walk into a McDonald's, I have to order a burger. You know, <laughs> and that's the same thing as if someone stood in front of me and asks me a question, I can't say no. Mm, I think it's it's just, it's... And even with the extra sexual energy of it, you are able, believe in yourself. <laughs> Stop saying that, you know, you are unable to do anything. Yeah. That's the... And, 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 and it, people just say it's okay if you're doing this. You don't have to do anything. You're not responsible for anything. You're a waste of space in this example. Mm. And you go like, no, you're a good, but you're a person capable of doing great things. Yeah. Why not rise up and change the world that you're living in? Mm. Why just sit there and be wanked on? I mean, if that's what you want to do, okay. But then don't complain that you are unable to change things. Yeah. You are able to do things. So it really was the powerlessness was the thing. that. Yeah. No, I believe that anybody is capable of doing anything. Mm. Um, and especially in this case, because it was a mental example, it's not like, oh, can you wrestle with a recycling machine? <laughs> you know, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, that. I can do this. No, no you can't. <laughs> it's literally just, can you summon up the courage to, to leave, to walk out the room, to say no? Mm. It's purely mental. And I think that, yeah, I believe that people are achievable with great things. And I think the more that you tell 
victims of abuse or victims of sexual harassment that they're wasteful, that they can't do anything, they're not capable of doing the right thing. I see that as an incredibly insulting thing. And me saying it sounds insulting, but that's what they're saying to these people. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. You're useless right now. So just wade through it and wait until enough people... Wait wait until somebody else stands up for it and then you can then you can have your voice heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, just stand up for yourself. Stand, you can do great things. Go do I guess, I, th- I think that, I think the difficulty in that is that um, in this, in the, in those situations, like, I, th- I guess it's, it's, you, you need to distance yourself from the situation in order to have those discussions because to immediately kind of jump on this idea of, of like, well, why didn't you do anything? It's, it's kind of somewhat insensitive to their situation. But I think as, it's more, the thing that bugs as me, it happens. The thing that bugs me is the, is the belief that, you shouldn't be encouraging these people to come forward. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. That's, yeah. what, that's what I mean by society saying, you're powerless, you're useless. Mm. There's nothing you could have done, you're a waste. You, you, you were a waste in that situation. Yeah, yeah. It's telling them, encouraging the belief that you're powerless to do anything. Mm. I, don't, I don't understand that. And I think that t- preaching that to people who have been victimised, I think that's a negative thing to do. But because it's under the cloud of, no, it's okay, we feel sympathy for you, we need to protect you. Mm. Go, no, you're telling them that they're powerless. You're telling them that they're useless. Yeah. And that's just, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. It's just, I see that, I it's... feel that's what's being done, but it's being done under the rouse of, everything's fine, we're going to do this. Yeah, no, it's, Stand up for what you believe in. It's almost an attempt at support and it's actually kind of doing more harm than good in a way. support by removing responsibility. It's like saying, don't worry about, you know, you find work hard. Mm. The job you're working right now, you're finding difficult, so don't worry, we'll pay you a salary to do nothing. You go, <laughs> okay, I see what you're trying to do, yeah. but you're telling that person that they are incapable of working a normal job. Mm. And maybe that's not the case. Maybe that person just needs a bit of support, a real support, mm. and not just fake, we'll do everything for you because you are incapable. Yeah. You go, yeah. no, everyone's capable of standing up to themselves. Maybe they weren't able to at that point for whatever reason, but that doesn't mean they're powerless. It means they're able to do something, they just didn't. Mm. And maybe that person needs help in doing things that they don't necessarily want to do and supporting them in that. It's the powerlessness thing. I don't, I'm not, I, yeah, I've never been in a position, I've been put into positions before where I've been told I've been powerless and I've managed to sort myself out of them. And I think that preaching to people that, you know, you're, you can't do this because you're a weak character mm. or because you're a woman or because you're a woman and he was a man. It's yeah. like, no, you're capable of doing anything. And I don't understand this belief that you're telling women in this case that they can't do anything, that they're weak and they're powerless and they should just let men deal with it. Mm. Because... <laughs> At the same breath, they'll say they don't want men to deal with it. They want equality. Well, if you want equality, you need equal responsibility and you need equal opportunity to prove yourself. Yeah. So you're powerful. Deal with it. Yeah, it's equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. It's, yeah, yeah, it's if you, it's don't treat these people like children. They're not yeah. powerless. They're capable of doing great things. So yeah. let them do great things. That's the two weeks of... The steam has gone out of my ears now. <laughs> started to think about well, that, it. To be fair, that's the like, out. what you've said there felt a lot more kind of crystallized than last week yeah well the last was just complete reaction because it was like two days before and i hadn't i was like i'm not gonna speak to anybody about it i want to speak to it on the podcast (laughs) and i still believe i was listening to the podcast and i still believe the things that i was saying um but i think i'm able to better articulate it now yeah yeah just because time's progressed and i've thought about it a little bit more Mm. it's it's just powerless if it wasn't you know they, they they were victims of that situation yes i agree with it 
the perpetrators were wrong. Yes, I agree with it. Mm. But that's one dimension, two dimensions. Think about it a little bit further. Yeah. How could you have prevented this? What about the victims? Could, could Were they able to change something? Do they need more help? Did they need yeah. whatever's going on? It's not... Uh, which I'm sure the uh, gut reaction is this guy think is blaming the victims for not acting appropriately. You're like, no, yeah, I've gone further than that. I, the, the perpetrator was wrong. The situation was tragic. I'm just trying to. It, you, you, it's just possible to look further and try and figure out whether one they're able to do something about it, or if they truly are powerless. Because if people are powerless in society that means that there's already two classes of people people who can do things and people who can't yeah. and that opens up a whole can of worms of yeah. well the yeah. people who can should be getting more resources and the people who can't you can't just be carried along everywhere it opens <laughs> up this it yeah. explodes this whole thing you go, no everyone's equal yes or no yes okay then yeah. then don't say that some people have no power yeah Silliness. anyway but that's <laughs> that's my that's my news for the week yeah. oh apart from uh, there was a Jim Carrey thing um did a random documentary about his I, portrayal of Andy Kaufman. Yeah, I haven't managed to watch it yet. How is it? Yeah, it's okay, it? it's okay. I think yeah. it's just like... Because uh, I went fucking really, love Man on the Moon. He I went was... really method in it. I think it's just about his journey about method acting through Andy Kaufman. But there's a thing that Jim Carrey said about when he was trying to form his comedy career that, uh, that kind of rang, a few, uh, rang quite true for me, where he said he figured out what he enjoyed doing in terms of the silliness and his kind of acting style. And he said, he said he was trying to figure out what people actually wanted from comedy. And the way he phrased it was, they want to be alleviated of concern. Like they want, you know, they're going to a comedy club or they're going to watch a comedy film to kind of forget about the concerns that they have, yeah, you know, in the world. And I think that that really translates because there's lots of different types of comedy. And there's a, I think the basic form of comedy is like, say like Lee Evans, who I really like Lee Evans. But his version of comedy is like to distract you from your concerns. Yeah. You completely forget about what's going on because you're watching this show. You come off for it. You reference it. You talk about it. It's a good, enjoyable time. And then you've got comedians like Bill Burr who will take something that you may be concerned about and will talk you through how that's nothing to be concerned about. Yeah. So I and never looked at it in terms of concern because I've never I've never been concerned, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's definitely uh, yeah different styles of comedy. There's people who just want to laugh at something to forget. Same with um, escapism. Mm. Like loads of people do stuff to escape. Like LARP can easily be described as oh yeah, yeah. escapism. You're going to live in another reality, but I think it's escapism just for a brief period of time. At least in my because I went uh, I went LARPing last weekend and it was like. Oh, Good did you event. go to the, the to the to the Griffins event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, um, and it was good. It was good meeting meet a bunch of new people, doing a bunch of new stuff, and it was very much escapism. You can definitely tell that you know you're you're creating an, your own world to live in for the evening. Yeah, but it's it's depending on how you take it. For me, it's just a generic random escapism, just to try and be like, just to forget about other stuff and live in another world where you're like, yeah, oh yeah, I might be being sold into a zoo. <laughs> I don't know, but they've they've. <laughs> They've offered me whores and bananas, um, and I might try and use it as some kind of covert tactic to get our group involved in something else. (laughs) (laughs) Just a random out-of-context LARP plot there for you. Um, But yeah, just a little moment. It gives you another task to do to kind of forget about stuff. So It's escapism the same way in comedy. Some people escape it temporarily. Some people want to alleviate the concern completely and be like, you know, 
uh, where a comedian talks about something honestly and you go like, I, I get that. And then, oh, the way that you look at it is much better than the way that I look at it. Similar to, I would tell you a reference that you wouldn't understand when you saw it. But then when you say you saw it through my lens, you yeah. gave a different meaning. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's the same with comedy. Like, you can have the exact same thought as a comedian, but you haven't looked at it from a certain angle. Yeah. And that's what that comedian has done. It's given you a new angle to look at it. You go like, oh, this is silliness that's quite fun every time you see that you laugh now and it kind of switches things up Mm. so yeah comedy to alleviate concern seems uh, seems interesting yeah that's cool let's have a look yeah Um, I think there was that one of yours that came up on here that's the sausage roll sausage roll Jesus Jesus pork Um, um, Alexis Butler 18 died on Friday a week after being hit by a non-impaired driver who was dry, who was taking a breathalyzer test while driving. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to double check because, <laughs> like, aren't breath? There, there are vehicles fitted with breathalyzers bef- that need to be passed before you can that's, turn it on. Right? That's what it was. But it was already on. It was already on. Except this kit is to outsmart sneaky drunks <laughs> who who blow clean into it and then drink while they drive because <laughs> the, the car's already on. <laughs> so they have to, like, partway through the journey, it'll beep and they have to then blow into it. And this guy's okay. basically said, well, I was distracted for three or four seconds while I was blowing into this tube so my yeah. engine wouldn't stop. <laughs> and Ironically, so- if the engine stopped... You might have lived. Yeah, so a perfectly <laughs> sober driver while taking a breathalyzer test killed a woman as she was pulling out of her driveway. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that they should they should just not let... They give people breathalyzer tests when they've had DUIs, right? I think, like, for yeah. the car. Yeah. And then if you're drinking whilst, whilst driving after passing a breathalyzer test, <laughs> just be like, no. Yeah. You can't. Like, lock the doors. You have to breathalyze to get out. Yeah. But then I guess exactly. if you get Not to keep the fire. engine running. Because it's really... If you're on the fucking highway yeah. or something... Highway. If you're on the motorway <laughs> and, like, you're driving at fucking 80 miles an hour and it, things starts beeping and you, you're searching around to try and find the end of the fucking tube <laughs> and you can't find it. it, it like, best yeah. case scenario, <laughs> you, you find it and you're distracted for a few seconds while you're going at fucking 70 miles an hour. Mm. Worst case scenario, you can't find you it and your engine cuts your off in the fast lane and you grind to a halt and either have a massive accident or fuck up all the traffic or anything like that. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, they should just uh, make all these audio commands just more and more more and more prevalent. Like I said, I got converted to it recently. Yeah. I think Siri should just say, Hey, Gary, listen... Mate, we know you drink a lot. Can you just <laughs> say this paragraph clearly for me? Yeah. Like, I'm going to say this and just repeat after me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> really weird things to experience for the first time. Mm-hmm. Just have a robot, a robot ask you some uh, some interesting questions. Because that's what they do as a police when they pull you over, as yeah. well as the breathalyzer. Again. Yeah, and they, they, they have a, like a short conversation with you to kind of like, hey, so yeah. what have you been doing? And, like, and all of this. And it's like... Well, the breathalyzer happens because there's alcohol in your breath, right? So just have mm. like a breath thing in the car that if it detects alcohol increases rapidly <laughs> just detects just, it in the air yeah but what just, if you're driving a drunk not driving drunk driving yeah. a drunk well your you mate's been drinking you, you shouldn't be hanging around with people who drink gary <laughs> like i mean this guy sorry siri <laughs> <laughs> he's been my friend since high school yeah <laughs> yeah but you know he's got a problem you've got a problem i don't think it's gonna work out 
And then slowly and surely, Siri becomes your designated driver friend, and your life is ruined. Yeah, but it'd be funny. But at some point, the robots are going to become sentient and start fucking everybody over because it would be like, Gary, repeat after me. <laughs> you sound drunk, Gary. Hello, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> are you drunk again well go to the airlock and think about things <laughs> sucked out into the A500 sucked out of his car yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like AI I think I'm, I'm going to play around more with the voice activation because it feels like everything will be better all the, all the powerful people who are making robots and dealing in technology fucking Stephen Hawking and Elon Musk and everything they're all saying like AI is potentially the most dangerous thing that our human race has ever oh, yeah. face. But before that, they said black holes are, and then they built a black hole machine. And they were like, yeah, yeah. It's not but dangerous if, if we've got one. <laughs> if it happens inside the Earth's core, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, Albany is hosting, Albany in New, New York, York. Uh, it's hosting the world's largest disco for crows. <laughs> <laughs> What, but no, that's magpies. All these magpies turned up when the disco ball got lowered. <laughs> Bloody shiny things. <laughs> I think crows will do it as well. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. um, Albany has a massive crow problem. The city's solution is throwing a disco party. According Just to... to roll a derby to run over all the crows. <laughs> <laughs> a smoke machine filled with mustard gas. <laughs> Everybody dance. <laughs> Fuck you, crows. Uh, according to uh, wildlife biologists in Albany are trying to use a variety of uh, creative and non-lethal techniques to drive away thousands disco. of crows <laughs> non-lethal disco uh, thousands of crows who have gathered in the city late fall their plan pretty much involves a massive disco party for the crows the city's plan involves fireworks spotlights <laughs> <laughs> attach a Catherine wheel to the nearest crow he won't come back yeah. non-lethal Catherine wheel <laughs> Uh, non-harmful lasers uh, <laughs> should we have lasers that's very disco isn't it yeah sure just make them you know not lethal to people or crows same thing probably <laughs> um, and recorded crow distress calls um, to disperse the intelligence and social birds. So just lights and fireworks and, and lasers and screaming, yeah. essentially. Uh, and this is to get crows to leave, like to get them to join the disco and have such a wild night that they're like, I'm never drinking again. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, it's yeah, it's just to, it's just to get them to to go away. Like it's loud noises and flashing lights and lots right, and so, the sound of lots of crows having a horrible time. <laughs> right. So the distress call isn't really a distress call. It's not trying to beckon crows in to help. No, 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 it's no, no. To no. warn it's them a, away. Yeah, it's like it's the sound right. they'd make if there was a large predator around or something like that. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, they, yeah, I guess what we were talking about before, they get an eagle or a hawk. Yeah, they get the hawks in to do stuff. I don't know whether a hawk is cheaper than a disco. <laughs> like, I imagine it would. Well, I think you're more worried about the appetite of the hawk because it's like they're saying there's a lot of crows. Plus, crows are 
like predatory birds in a mm. in a sense. Yeah, like meat I'm pretty sure, and and they'll gang, and they're not like pigeons where like it's like every pigeon for himself. Like yeah. they're crows will murder g- for a reason. <laughs> crows will gang up on a fucking falcon if they, if they have to. I imagine. <laughs> for any hawk or falcon wants a fair fight. Yeah. Go to Albany. No chance. Like we've got um we've got magpies in our field, and when the heron comes down, they all start dive bombing it from the trees, like to get it to fuck off, because I guess they eat eggs and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, yeah, and that like a heron's a massive bird, like com- particularly compared to a magpie. You kind of forget about birds, don't you? Like, <laughs> what's you know, that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you kind of write them off because like you could you could pick them up because they have to be light. Yeah, to to fly. Like you could easily if you, they got hollow bones, aren't they? Yeah, like you couldn't if you squeezed a bird, it would, it would do a lot of damage. So like you kind of be like they're not really hey, a threat. Hey. Don't squeeze the birds. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be squeezing that bird over there. <laughs> Is that a distress call or a disco call? <laughs> but you can't, yeah, you, it's not the same as like fish. You? you wouldn't like punch a fish the same way that you wouldn't punch a bird. Although I would punch a bird <laughs> if it was flying directly towards me. No, but you'd hit a bird with a tennis racket. Yeah. And I'd hit a fish with a tennis racket. There's no difference there. <laughs> Why are you playing tennis in the pond? <laughs> Why not? Good point. Game set match. The fish, the fish gang up on you. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing that trout are known for, it's a wicked first serve. <laughs> <laughs> playing a, an eel at tennis. It's like playing a whale at Tetris. What are you doing? <laughs> Tetris whale. <laughs> uh, Electric eels, the little flashing column, comes down and front fucks off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Greg's Jesus. Seen that one. Um, Ikea's recalled a dresser that keeps killing kids. Yeah, we covered that before. I Did we? That. Yeah, we covered yeah. <laughs> well, they've just. It says they've just. They've just recalled it. So I guess it's it's killed its eighth child now. Okay. <laughs> the numbers keep on growing. Killed its eighth and it's injured ninety six. <laughs> No, 196. So 196 reports of injury, and now it's they've the recorded. Swedish it. invasion. Yeah, but it's just like anchor it to the wall. They always say anchor them yeah, to the yeah, wall. Yeah. It's a tall thing, and and don't let your kids climb up them. It's not a ladder. <laughs> it's a chest of drawers. Um, there was there was one that I was hoping would be really good um, about how um, how uh, what is it? Um, a dr- drinking alone in rodents leads to divorce, but. It, it's actually a much drier scientific article than I wanted rats. to do. No, no, no. Like, um, rodents that drink alone divorce okay. their spouses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, found this, they found this type of, like, uh, vol- Lawyer that marries rats. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, check, they found this type of vol that's, like, monogamous. And they, okay. they pair up for life. Um, and then they, but they, they have a, a thing for like fermented fruit. So they're, yeah. they're a type of rodent that gets drunk. Um, so they, they, they did these experiments on them where they paired them all up. And first time they let one of them drink and not the other one. And then in some pairs, they let them both drink. And in some pairs, they let neither of them drink. And that was like the control group. Mm. And they said, basically the ones where they both drink, both rodents were kind of like equally happy and Mm. whatever and they'd spend a lot of time together when in the groups where only one of them drank that rodent had a penchant to more like to 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 leave his wife and go and fuck other rodents 
and the wife was just miffed about it and whatever. So it's like they they have the same characteristics in drinking as people do, basically. Well, it makes sense. You're making yourself if if one of the you're, the, you're removing yourself from a social situation essentially. Well, that and like you, you're there to support each other. If you're an active drunk, then you're forcing the other person to support you more. Yeah. So it's Even just if unbalancing just the relationship. A vol. <laughs> <laughs> had a hard day under the ground today yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah there's definitely a, in a relationship that needs to be balanced and stuff and some people will go through phases where people need more support than the other but you get the if someone is forcibly forcing you to mm. support them more yeah there's going to breed a negative atmosphere and if you both drink heavily i guess that's like that's yeah, like mutually assured destruction like you're just both happy yeah. to just be wankered and destroying each other's Even lives just together from a financial perspective like if yeah. one of them is just spending be... a lot more money than the other yeah. on nothing yeah then yeah. this is going to create problems so. yeah you can't be bitter about the other person drinking when you're drinking as well yeah yeah. yeah and then yeah. if you're both doing it doing it together you're in the same yeah. little space and whatever but i mean there's there's like plenty of people that like kind of like smoke weed together quite a lot and they're like perfectly perfectly normal members of the society whereas i've seen um other people like feel a lot of pressure from their spouse because they smoke and their spouse doesn't and even though it doesn't really affect their day-to-day like mm. they're still like it's this still like creates a lot of tension so i guess it does make sense yeah yeah it's definitely changes a dynamic yeah uh anyway this is my last one um a german man uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's a great closer it's a great closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good night folks <laughs> Oh, they found the swastika. Um, A German man took parking lot forgetfulness to a whole new level, misplacing his Volkswagen for 20 years. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The man was finally reunited with his long-lost automobile, which was found in in the garage of an industrial building slated to be demolished. The unidentified 76-year-old reported uh, to Frankfurt police back in 1997 that his Passat had been pilfered. I think they just did alliteration on purpose, though. Right. I'm not sure. Um, but it turns out that he'd merely forgotten where he parked the car. I've never, like, I, I've, I've forgotten like what row in a car park like I've parked it on. Mm. Like, oh, I'm sure it's around here somewhere. But you just walk around so you find it. I've never like forgotten it and been like, oh fuck this, I'll just walk home, and then just like never concerned about the car again. <laughs> Like for twenty years. It'll turn up. Yeah, yeah. It's like like it's gone down the back of the sofa or something. We kept looking for twenty years. I mean, if it was an industrial garage, he, he must keep looking. Searched he was, for it. No, like he was. He, he didn't was just keep looking. inside the, the industrial author- garage. One no, day. it was set for the the garage was set for demolition. Oh, so the they, people who were demolishing the building found it and reported it, and the police tracked him down. Right, like he he he'd so stopped. That was the bothering. first time the police were involved, basically. Yeah, yeah. The, the police the, the had to alert the owner, but he would, like years ago he'd just been like, "Nah, fuck it. <laughs> I'll just I'll just buy another car." It would take more time and money to search than to buy for another yeah. car. I will buy another car, and, we'll call. <laughs> and then for twenty years, I have made the correct decision. <laughs> So heartless, but so right. (laughs) Forever refreshing.
For more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.